So I've got some exciting news and I've got some interesting news. Uh, give me the good news first, huh? Well, this will be the last episode where I have to edit out all the garbage from the server fans in the background. Because next week, I will be, if all goes according to plan, I will be taping next week's show from our new house. Yay! And all of the server equipment, all the network equipment will be down in the basement. Don't worry, true fans, I will still be in my normal place. So... Hopefully, I won't have to edit out all the background noise after this week. I mean, I'll still probably run a noise reduction filter just to be safe, but hopefully, I won't have to get rid of the really annoying fans. I don't have any annoying <laughs> annoying sounds. At least, I don't think. Well, I mean... Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Right. And then, what was the other news? We had our landlord at our house this afternoon. That's why we're recording a little bit later than normal. Our uh, <laughs> washing machine decided to take a crap on us this weekend. It sounded like it was a pretty easy fix. So on washing machines, there is a uh, a sensor that detects whether or not the hood is uh, up or down. Or the, the hood, the door. I say it like it's a friggin' car. There's a sensor that detects whether or not the door on the washing machine is open or closed. It sounds like all it was was that the door had just gone bad. Uh, or the oh. door. The, oh, my God. The sensor. The Do sensor you know how to washing machine? I don't know how to talk tonight. This is going to be a problem. No, you mean success. Fun. I'm going to have one heck of a time editing this tomorrow. I'll tell you what. So, I have some news as well. Um, we had Three days of rain. A lot of rain. Like, I saw footage of the campus. You know that bridge... Or the, the walking trail that dips below the bridge there? Uh, yeah. That's completely underwater. Oh, really? Yes. Anyway, it's a quick story. So, one morning I woke up and I noticed there was, like, brown water all over my shades. And I was very alarmed because I thought, like, I don't know what happened. Like, just the window broke, something's wrong. Apparently water is just seeping itself through the the trim by the window, so the window's leaking. In your In your apartment? Yeah. In oh, my bed, fantastic. in my bedroom. They said they'd come fix it probably tomorrow. Uh, it actually stopped leaking because it's not raining, right? But that's an issue. Well, on a similar front, uh, we've got uh, one of the egress windows in the basement of our new house leaks. So we've got uh, Garrett. I'll send you a picture on our. You know what you got to get? You got to get some Flex Seal. Oh yeah. Gotta right. get just get get yourself some flex seal. If that's a lot of damage, it can fix it. Uh, I got a I got a friend who's a contractor. He's gonna come out tomorrow night and fix it with flex seal. You know, probably. <laughs> but, but, let's see. Here. Oh, I guess that's what three days of rain will do. Right. Well, that's just it. It's been raining for three days nonstop, so I can't say I'm terribly surprised that this happened. Well, that's the thing with my window too. It's like I'm not surprised that it was so windy. I think it was up to forty mile an hour gusts and. Rain, so I can understand why water was finding its way in somehow, and that's it looks like the same thing there. It looks like it just found its way in. Yeah, so I don't think this is going to be a big deal. I'm pretty sure the contractor is going to come by tomorrow and is just going to say, "Yeah, we just need to seal that up and probably replace the the window frame because it's probably rotten down there." But I, I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. No, but how has been the moving process? It's been fine so far. Uh, all that's really left to do is all the stuff in the office here, uh, the kitchen and the bedroom and the living room. Cool. 
I say that out loud now and it sounds like that's the majority of the house still, but trust me, we have, we have very few things left, just half the house. It's right. fine. Well, yeah, you know, but no, like all the big stuff is cleaned out. The, the entire basement's cleaned out. The entire garage is cleaned out. Um, really all that's left is, is the living spaces. So, and I think that's, we've got ourselves down to a lean enough living situation at the moment that I think it's just going to be a matter of throw the couple of things we have left in a box and get rid of the mattress and the um, couch and, and you know, that kind of stuff. So we're very close. Like I said, hopefully by next week we'll be, I'll be taping from the new show from the new house. So excited. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's been, it's been an adventure so far. Homeownership is uh it's been exciting and, and scary all at the same time. So I watched the Apple event. I actually didn't get to make it to the Apple event, uh, watch it live, but I watched it afterwards. And my opinion was it was uh, very underwhelming, to I, say the least. I think most of our predictions were correct last week. We got uh, pretty much exactly what we expected. The only thing that really threw me for a loop uh, was they called it the Apple Watch 8 Pro or the Ultra, not the Pro. Yeah, Ultra. Like, they never really used Ultra for anything. I think that's really the only thing that uh, that surprised me. Um, yeah. So I guess let's just uh, run down quick uh, what all they announced. So uh, first thing that they announced, of course, was... I, I didn't list it here, but the AirPod Pro 2s. Um, I didn't really list it because I'm not really a fan of them. I don't know if anybody else is. I just don't like the rubber in my ear. That's just me. I know yeah. they have noise cancellation and all this stuff, but I don't want to have that yeah i'm not a big fan of stuff going in like the 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 silicone tips going inside my ear either i much prefer like the original airpod yeah just the regular airpods so that was announced uh it looked like just got a new chip in it um for enhanced uh quality of um as a sound or noise cancellation um next thing that was pretty interesting was the apple watch series 8 it looks like nothing's really changed um I think it, I don't even think it got a new processor, but it just got a new housing. I think a bigger screen. Um, it was thinner, but it wasn't really like a great improvement. I didn't really notice a lot that was brand new and exciting. Um, then we move on to that Ultra watch, which is actually was marketed for like extreme outdoorsmen. People are there like climbing mountains and like out in the desert taking a run stuff like that it it seemed like it was a watch that was reinforced um and it, i think it was designed to have i think it was 60 hours of total battery lifetime which is amazing but i mean like it's also 800 dollars. So. right and well and that's the other thing i was kind of surprised by we were a little off on our price prediction we were expecting between 900 dollars and a thousand dollars this came in it comes in selling at uh, 799 base so i was kind of shocked by that honestly Right. I mean, I am too, but $800 for a watch seems kind of... It does. It absolutely seems ridiculous. But I mean, for the market that they're going to, I feel like this fits right into place because they they seemed like they were marketing towards like people who go scuba diving or, you know... Yeah. And it does like watch OS 9 for the... for Watch OS 9 actually has features for that. Like it does have mountain climbing mode um, where if you're at high altitudes, it will like map that for you and you go diving it'll tell you when to come out and stuff but like i saw the commercial for it while they were advertising it on the apple event they showed the first commercial and it's like there's a scuba diver wearing like the mask the goggles everything so you couldn't even see their face 
And then they, I saw them look at their watch. It's like, yes, I'm like over a thousand feet underwater. I'm going to look up at my watch and like look what time it is and be like, oh man, it's time to come up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't really see it. Um, the Apple Watch Ultra ships with a braided charging cord, it looks like, uh, which is not something we see on the Series 8, I don't think. Um, no. I'm sure I'll hear it if I'm wrong, but, uh, yeah, the series there, the the Apple Watch Ultra comes with one of the nice new uh, braided Apple charging cables, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, also, the forty, the older forty-two to forty-five millimeter bands will com- will be compatible uh, with the the forty-nine millimeter uh, Ultra. So, so that's pretty great. That is what we expected, though. Like we expected yeah. it to be compatible. So, um, and also I, again, I didn't mention it here, um, but the SE second gen, just again, just like the iPhone SE, just a cheaper version of the watch. Yeah. Not much is new there. Uh, it comes with the, uh, S eight chip and crash detection and the price tag on it is two forty nine. Not a, you know, nothing out of the blue there. It's the Apple watch SE. So uh, moving on to the big thing, the big one of this event was the iPhone um iphone 14 was announced yeah so uh iphone 14 and 14 plus uh were um are new obviously duh um i do like i do like how they brought the plus option to not the pro model like the yeah yeah just a regular iphone line yeah um the iphone 14 brings with it uh the satellite connectivity Yes, so if you don't have reception, you can still receive help, send a message, do something. Um, but you'd have to, like, I think you have to pan around the phone for a while in order to find it. But yeah, it should be a little bit more responsive. Uh, so. Does the satellite connectivity, do you know, does that come on the Pro? It comes on, I think, both phones because it was used as a safety feature. So, And a big thing about these phones, no more SIM card reader. Or yeah, yeah. SIM card yep. slot, SIM card slot. Um, it's all eSIM. Yep. So I think that's with both phones. I'm not sure with the regular iPhone 14 that you can have two eSIMs, but I know with the Pro you can have two. So you can have two separate carriers. And I yes, I just confirmed the Pro does have satellite connectivity. Just the Pro or uh, the Pro does in addition to the regular 14 base model. Ah, okay. See, um, my facts are right. I'm 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 on it. I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just blow by some quick facts here. The 14 models also offer an additional hour of uh, battery life over previous models. Um, neither the 14 or the 14 Pro models support the latest Wi-Fi 6E. Um, yeah, that's that's. I mean, quick facts about that. Yeah. Now, okay, I, I might move to the Pro. If that's okay. right. Yeah. Um, but this is amazing. Uh, A16 Bionic, which had over 5 billion transistors. Um, amazing chip. I, I saw what it could do um, with the demos that they had going on during the Apple event. But now I just brought up, like, comparing the iPhone 14 Pro to my 11 Pro. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. You'll just be depressed. I know. It, it, I do have triple cameras, but I only have a 12 megapixel main so camera. So does the 14 Pro. Hold on. The 14 Pro has a 48 megapixel main camera. Only when you use it in the, uh, what is it, the cinema, the ProRes cinema? Yes. Um, Otherwise it crops it down to like, what was it, 12 megapixel or 14 megapixel? 
But again, um, they do introduce like uh, MagSafe, of course, um, ceramic shield, which is they do that on the watch too. It's tougher than a regular smartphone glass. Um, and again, it's six meters of water resistance rather than four. Again, little improvements here and there. But the big thing to talk about is the dynamic island. I was going to say, I can see you avoiding it in your eyes until like the last possible second. So we uh, we knew that the the bullet hole or the pill was coming. That's been rumored for a long time. Um, but Apple also chose to kill the couple of pixels in between uh, the the face ID sensor and uh, the uh, FaceTime camera. So it's, it's just like a little, it's like a little pill now. Um, Mm -hmm. They are calling it dynamic Island. Yes. And apparently around this, um, we know that all of us get like notifications from the top of the phone. While the phone's unlocked in iOS 16, um, while the phone's sleeping, they come from the bottom. Um, But everything else like comes out of the top and it actually they use the dynamic islander the pill and it actually like just extends itself out to the notification or to the music that you're playing or if like your airpods are connected or whatever yeah when i saw the demonstration for this i thought it was honestly i thought it was super cool they make the face id uh blob now instead of being in the center of the screen it's now up um and part of dynamic island so the 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 FaceTime camera and Face ID sensor, that little pill, um, expands and encompasses the little Face uh, Face ID graphic. Um, if you're getting a call, uh, it grows into the screen to like show who you're getting a call from. Uh, if you've got timers running, if you've got stopwatch running, if you've got music playing, if you know, if you've got apps that support something that that uh, deals with the dynamic island, it like the the FaceTime camera pill grows to encompass um uh to encompass Words. the the new functionality. Words are hard, man. Um and because English the 14 Pro has an OLED screen, um oh, OLED. it uh yeah, you just turn those pixels off and you get true black. It doesn't look like you've got some weird uh backlight artifacting uh in between the the camera and the face to, uh, face ID sensor at all. Yes, and I was very excited about this. Um, in the sunlight, uh, the iPhone screen can go up to two thousand nits, so which is very bright in the sunshine. And just like the watch, it has an always-on display. If that's an option that you, I'm so excited for this. I'm curious as to how much um flex uh not flexibility customizability you get with uh the always-on display because the always-on display that they showed on stage looked like it was too much. Uh, before I jumped back into the Apple ecosystem, I had a Google Pixel 2. Um, and I think, in my opinion, the always-on display that that phone had was was superior. It was literally just the clock and the weather. And then if you had a notification that came in, I mean, that was an OLED screen as well. So when you had a notification that came in, it just very dimly threw up the icon of the app and the text didn't it wasn't like annoying it wasn't in your face it just very subtly threw up a little bit of text on the screen saying hey you have a new text yeah um i did notice that the widgets will stay there yeah it looks like it's pretty much just the the ios 16 lock screen just dimmed yeah which they might change throughout they'll they'll notice that maybe it doesn't save a lot of battery or or something or 
But it will be nice just to like look at your phone at a glance and see that you get a notification or something. Which I mean, I'm wearing a watch, so it doesn't really matter. But right. I mean, for the people without watches, it's nice. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see what kind of customizability we get over the always on display. Yes, and I am very curious with the iPhone 14 Pro. Are you going to be testing it anytime soon? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, so I'm on the 12 Pro. Um, my two years will be up in November. I don't, at the moment, I don't have a need to upgrade. My 12 Pro is still working just fine for me. The only problem I'm having with it is battery. My battery health is 85%, but honestly, the phone itself is still rock solid. It's super fast. I don't have any problem with the storage. What I might do this year is, you know, take a backup of my photos and any of my crucial apps, take it into an Apple store, get the battery replaced, and then factory reset it, and it'll feel like a brand new phone without, you know, spending the $1,000 on a new phone. So I don't understand what's wrong with everybody's batteries, because my I have an 11 Pro, and my battery health is at 94%. You turn your phone off every night. Not every night anymore. Really? Not any... No, because otherwise I miss important phone calls. Isn't that what your work phone's for? Well, my family numbers are not on this phone. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) Um, uh, But yes, I don't charge it every night, though. Yeah, see, I've got I've got a MagSafe puck on my nightstand, so when I go to bed at night, I just slap it on my nightstand and it charges up. Which most of the time I actually have a wireless charging puck at my desk at work. So if the phone's really low, I'll just slap it on the charger and just while I'm working, it'll just charge itself right back up. So maybe that's why my battery has lasted longer. What is your what is your battery health at? So you've got an 11, so you're three years in? I'm three or four years in, yeah. And it's um, a 94%. Holy cow. I know. I take good care of my phones. I'm not saying anybody else does. <laughs> I just take I I just very baby my phone I should say very baby very baby um speaking of uh well that's not very baby at all speaking of very um, baby my cat won't stop scratching at the damn door <laughs> um, anyway wants to learn about tech um yeah so it was interesting uh, I saw an article today that Garmin actually called out Apple <laughs> on the Apple Watch Ultra um, I saw this. And, and honestly, I didn't even know that Garmin made smartwatches. Oh at yeah, all. they're they're really big into like the GPS watch game. Like they're one of their big markets. Um, in my eyes, there are there are two big markets that they serve. One of them is running, um, and the other one is golf. So they do a lot of like GPS, like uh, uh, pin range watches. Sure. Oh, yeah, I'm looking right now on their website. That is interesting. Like runner, like for runner, like they're actually doing yep. for runners. Like you can actually GPS smartwatch that are lightweight. Yeah, my dad, uh, he just he just recently converted to the dark side. He owns a the dark side. Uh, 13 mini, I think. Um, and rather than buying an Apple watch, he bought... Uh, one of Garmin's uh, smartwatches, and he absolutely loves it. He says it's the best thing he's ever bought. Any reason why he went to the Mini? Uh, size. The form factor is amazing. He absolutely loves it. Um, it was. It's comparable in size. He came from a Galaxy S8. Uh, so yeah, he he the the form factor, the phone, the body size is uh, comparable to the S8, um, and you get more screen real estate. I, I, 
I don't know why he switched to Apple. I don't know why he switched to iPhone. Um, I mean, he could have just got mad like you. Part I think part of it was just because there's no at the time there was really no. I don't want to say no great Android phones on the market because there are great Android phones on the market, but oh yeah, but but I'm at but I I see what you mean like none that really met his yeah and and they're all like, getting stupid huge now. The five inch market space is completely wide open for for the iPhone Mini to dominate, and and well, that's exactly what we've seen the last two years. You know when um, my mom she had an iPhone six for. A long time, uh, we we bought that when when it was new, um, and she just got rid of it when the iPhone 12 was released. She's had that phone for six years, um, so yep. we got her uh, the the 12 Mini, and oh. you know she absolutely yeah. loves the size of it, and it's, it's just it's a small, it's a light phone, it's super easy to pocket, um, and so this year when the 13 Mini came out again, uh, my dad picked one up. And, uh, yeah, he's been loving it, I think. Um, so when the time came to, uh, switch watches, he, uh, he went with Garmin and he absolutely loves it. Um, I was golfing with him this weekend and, and it was, you know, it was great for, for pin ranges and whatnot as well. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's an all around a good product. I think, I don't remember exactly what model he has. Um, I'm sure if I saw it, I would know what it is, but I don't want to waste all of our precious time searching for what might or might be. Well, uh, I, I might chime in there with that. Same thing with my stepdad. He actually never wanted a phone with face ID. He yeah. doesn't like it. He doesn't, he finds it too inconvenient, which I actually kind of sided with him the whole time while COVID was going on. Cause no one could use face ID. Um, but he just chose the SE. And recently when they came out the newest SE iPhone, he picked one up and again, he loves it. Face ID or touch ID. Um, same sort of screen size and stuff. It's very simple, very simplistic phone. So, approach. I think it's the approach. The approach. Yeah, the Garmin approach. Okay. Maybe not. Um, I don't know that in it. Okay, but they do have some serious, like, like it's some serious game smartwatches where if you're like doing the same thing like Apple claimed, like mountain climbing, desert running, that sort of stuff. But Garmin actually tweeted this. Um, they said we measure battery life in months, not hours. So apparently, um, oh, it's called the Enduro 2. That's their watch that lasts for months. It's still a smart watch, but it's not as smart. So it can it has the ability to last for months on on a charge. So, which is amazing. Um, but like that was a really bold claim, even though I didn't even know about Garmin's watches till tonight. So, but it, it was kind of funny. <laughs> okay, to be fair, the Enduro 2 is also an $1,100 watch. When the ultra comes in at 800. So, I mean, I guess it's up to the mountain climber or desert runners preference on what they'd want in in terms of functionality for. But again, for the additional two, three hundred dollars, you get, you know, months worth of worth of battery life. Uh, The battery, the uh, on garments here on Garmin's site here. I'm just reading off the battery life uh, up to 34 days. Or 46 days with solar. Uh, on battery saver mode, you get up to 111 days or 550 days with solar. So, Which does the thing like it has solar built into it. So $1,100 doesn't seem like too much of a... Yeah, the, the additional $300 that, that it's going to... Yeah. 
like i mean if the ultra would like be like the nine ultra and that would have solar like that'd be really that'd be revolutionary for the watch world like that would right like a screen mixed in with a, a solar panel like that would be amazing but maybe they'll have a pill in the apple watch next time and they'll have a solar panel in it <laughs> um yeah a lot of noise created from that so um speaking of noise <laughs> i lost my airpods oh my no. second my second gens they are gone so yesterday i was uh, having my lunch uh, actually i think i was listening to a podcast um and i realized how junky those corded um apple ear earphones are um so what, i ordered what did they call those the ear pods ear pods yes the corded ear pods so i finally bit the bullet and i bought new airpods i didn't buy pros or anything like that nothing with that stupid silicone stuff in it um i just bought this the um third gen regular airpods and i really do like them i haven't set up spatial audio yet because i didn't want to look stupid at work trying to take pictures of my ears and trying to have it scan my face um, because it was actually asking for that. And after I scanned my face, it was just like, now hold the phone next to your ears. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do that right now. So I canceled it, but I am curious to get it set up. So when I like go for a walk or do something that requires me to have my AirPods in, I wonder how it's going to sound because the sound quality was all, all like already like multitudes better than the second gens. Like it felt like I had like a, a very expensive stereo set around me. And I wasn't wearing headphones. Like a couple times I had to pause my video that I was watching. I think I, like I went from a podcast to YouTube and stuff. Um, but I had to pause my video a couple times and look around to make sure no one could hear me because it sounded like I wasn't wearing anything. Like the sound was coming <laughs> out, like coming out of somewhere else, which was really cool. Uh, but I will continue to listen to stuff with them and see how they go. So in future episodes, you'll hear about that. Um, well, with that, I think that concludes the Apple event. Yes, um, which I have some notes, uh, more rumors about October's event that may be coming up, um, but we have no idea. It's too far out to know. But this is just a random quick topic that I just threw in there because um, I saw more stuff about inflation today. But is tech stuff getting expensive again, like too expensive for the consumer? Oh, you're asking me. Yes. Um, I... I don't know. I'll be honest. It's been a while since I've gone to buy anything. Um, I mean, for me, I've noticed, like, especially GPU prices, like, they've gone down. Um, uh, that's probably because NVIDIA is, or well, there's two reasons. One, NVIDIA is planning on launching the 4000 series line, which is, like, unreal to think that it's only been, like, two or three years and they're already coming out with a new one. Uh, secondly, Bitcoin actually crashed. So everybody's selling the graphics cards and stuff because it actually costs more money to mine it than to just than to sell it. So um, it's just stuff has been flooding the market recently. Um, graphics card wise, like you can get yourself a brand new 3090 that a couple of years ago were a two or three thousand dollar card for a thousand dollars now. It, it's insane. Like, so for me, when I saw an article today that said like, Oh, inflation's on the rise. Tech stuff is getting more and more expensive. Like I've actually seen a low, like lows of tech products in years, like for on SSDs, memory, GPUs, um, just smart devices in general. Like I saw like Google nest homes were only a hundred dollars when they were 
like $150, $200 a couple months ago. So for me, what I've seen, what I've observed is stuff's actually going down. Yeah, I mean, like, I, the last time I bought anything uh, tech-related was my uh, MacBook Pro. I bought the M1 13-inch MacBook Pro uh, last April, and that was honestly the last time I, I and I think I paid thirteen hundred bucks for it, fourteen hundred bucks for it, um, and 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 that seems to kind of be where that where that stuff has settled. So, I mean, if I go on Apple's website and I spec out a new fourteen-inch uh, MacBook Pro, we are going to be looking at um, uh, the the fourteen uh, base price is nineteen hundred dollars, uh, two grand. So I mean, yeah, it's more expensive, but you also get an extra inch of um, screen, and and that comes with the M1 Pro uh, standard, like as a stock option. Um, whereas the uh, the 13 inch uh, was just the regular M1. Um, their pricing is 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 similar uh, now with the M2. I'm looking at the M2 uh, 13 inch. Uh, the eight core, uh, CPU, eight gig memory, 256 gig, uh, storage, um, variant of the new 13 inches is $1,300 and the 512 gig SSD, uh, variant is $1,500, um, for the 13 inch, uh, with the M2 in it. I'll be curious to see what the pricing is going to be like when they come out with the M2, uh, 14 inch. And I'm guessing that's probably something we're going to see in the October event. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Let's see, because if I go to like the buyer's guide here, uh, Max 14 and 16, the last time they released a Mac was October 2020, or the last time they released uh, the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pro was October 21. So, But the Mac Mini has been refreshed in a while. Neither has the Mac Pro. So yeah. Well, they might. Do something. I also, I, I'm i not going to say I expect a new iMac. I, I think we'll probably won't see that until probably April. Yeah. Apple works in mysterious ways, let me tell you. It works in mysterious ways. But um, speaking of Apple being mysterious, actually today um, iOS 16 gets released as an optional download. So people can actually download it and install it. Was that today um, or was that yesterday? It was either yesterday or today. I downloaded it today. So um, it's been working fine. I actually put it on my work phone, and it seems to be running just fine. Yeah, so I've had the beta uh, on my on my, my tester iPhone. Uh, it's the second-gen SE. Um, I've had it on that for since it was released to the public, and it's been relatively without flaw. Um, it's fine. I've now... I, I've now had the public beta on my carry phone for a couple weeks um i definitely waited until they got most of the bugs ironed out before i uh i downloaded the the public beta on my carry but uh now both phones are on the full uh release of ios 16 um and as of last night uh overnight my watch is now running watch os 9 woo I was going to say, I had the beta of both, so I guess 
What do you think about the watch OS? I really didn't notice that much of a big thing, uh, that much of a difference. Honestly, the biggest thing I noticed is the notifications. They've got a different animation. They've got it a little bit of a different layout on the screen, um, but that's about it. Also, I've noticed it looks like maybe on watchOS 9 um, notifications, if your if your watch is in like dormant mode where like the always on display is on, the notification will take up the full screen like it always has. But if it looks like if you're doing something on the watch, it looks like the notification might slide down now. Like like you would see a notification on your phone. Yeah, it comes down from the screen. So that's kind so of a it's... cool change that uh, I hadn't noticed yeah. before. I actually don't really like it. No? I miss no, I miss when the notification would take up the whole screen. Really? Especially even, if, even you... if you were working on something on your watch, like turning on a yep. light or something, it like bothered yep. you? I it did not bother me. No. I wanted the full notification. I was, just because I'm was super irritating for me. Like if I was trying to turn on a light switch or something, I like the fact that that comes down from the top. If I'm actively doing something on the watch, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty good. So, again, uh, not many features. Uh, we've already talked about some of them. So, uh, so as I mentioned before, what does the future look like for Apple? Um, like we said, uh, October event that usually happens, uh, usually is just Macs, uh, a couple Macs here and there, or it's mainly iPads. So, uh, iPad pro hasn't been released in a while. So I think they'll get M two. Um, I know iPad air was just released with the M one in it. Uh, iPad mini, I guess that just had a refresh too. So I usually October's event has at least one iPad in it, one refreshed iPad, and then maybe a refreshed Mac. Um, so like I said before, maybe possibly a Mac mini with the M2 in it, or like uh, Nate said, iMac. Um, it'd be really weird for them to do both of those, especially with their only Mac left that's still running on Intel, the Mac Pro, which I would suspect them to do something with. My predictions for the October event are iPad Pro with the M2 in it, uh, probably a new like regular base model iPad. Of some sort um i'm gonna say uh we'll probably see an apple tv refresh of some sort um we will i think we're gonna see uh m2 pro and max uh macbook pros like the 14 and the 16 inch i think we're gonna see in october and i it's possible that i we might see a mac pro a tower um whether or not that's gonna come with like an m2 ultra or an M2 like extreme chip. Um, I they've been hinting that they're not quite done with the Mac lineup yet for a long time. I think this might be uh, this might be where we see a uh, a new Mac Pro. I hope so. Um, Mac Pro has been refreshed in a long time. Like just think that I think that was 20, 2017? 16 or seventeen. No, it was twenty nineteen. I think the uh, current model was released. Well, when was the trash can discontinued? That was oh, that was uh, a while ago. Mac Pro uh, release. Also, I think maybe not at this event, but sometime in October, I think we're gonna see uh, Mac OS Ventura and iPad OS sixteen. Yes. Um, <laughs> both of which are currently uh, available as public betas, but uh, I think we're gonna see the official release in October. So this is not. This is just a complete rumor, but that says um, uh, Power On newsletter that Apple is on track to meet its deadline of November 2022 for the Apple powered Mac Pro. So 
October. I think they're going to announce October, but it won't be ready till November. Right. Yeah. I think we're going to see confirmation that they've been working on it. Yeah. I'm curious to see if they just keep the same chassis. Like I would be expecting them because they went kind of retro with that, uh, that other Mac. Uh, what was it? The Mac Studio. It looked like a G4 cube. So I'm curious to see if they try to take some designing cues from the other ones. Because even the previous Mac Pro looked like the older tower that we had. I think it's going to be possible that we see a slightly different case. I don't think at the moment I don't think there's any evidence that suggests that they're going to completely redesign the 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 the, uh, the cheese grater Mac Pro case. Um, I think it, it, there's certainly a possibility that it could be smaller because I mean, you're the, the TDP of the Apple Silicon chips is, is so much less than that of like the Xeon Intel class chips. Um, you don't need all that extra room for, for cooling. Um, so I think it's possible that we'll see the, the overall size of the Mac Pro get smaller, but I, I don't know that we are going to see like a whole case redesign this year. I think they're going to stick to probably the same design as the, the original 2019 cheese grater Mac. Um, just probably shrunk down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what we're expecting. That'd be very exciting. Even though I can't afford any of that stuff, it's still cool to see. I think, I think we're going to see it with the M2 ultra, like we saw with the Mac studio and yeah. I think we're going to see a new uh, class of, of Apple Silicon. I think we're going to see an M2 Extreme. Which I think it'd be really cool. I know they went away from this a long time ago. Especially with Silicon, it's kind of weird to do it. But I'd want to see two chips on one board. Not them sewn together, but just two of them. Like, say, like I know the, the Mac Pro could be configured up to $80,000. Why doesn't Apple just keep this uh, profile that they got for the Mac Pro? You're talking like... Like like two like two M two ultras Zeons on a on a motherboard kind yeah, of thing yeah so and, I'm and thinking well, like, that's like, kind of what the ultra is I mean you have it's two what M two uh, 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 maxes that are stitched together with the interposer I it yeah it's not exactly the same thing but I think it's pretty close I mean no but I mean like they put two of two so we're just gonna have four M two uh, maxes. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. That would be amazing. Can you can you imagine the speeds of that? That'd be fantastic. As it is, my M1, my base model M1 MacBook Pro doesn't break a sweat in anything that I throw. I'll be honest with you. There was a small part of me that was considering buying the M2 MacBook Air this year. I've heard those have had some issues. I'm not. I don't think they actually themselves have any issues. I think the biggest controversy around them is the 256 gig variant because it's using one uh, storage chip instead of two, like the previous year was. Um, yes. Where it kind of got RAID zeroed together, everything got striped together, so your read and write speeds were s- super fast. Um, compared to the new uh, 256 gig M2 MacBook Air. As long as you buy the 512 gig variant of the M2 MacBook Air, you really won't notice that much of a problem. Um, obviously, the the M2 MacBook Air isn't for like your hardcore video editors or your sound editors or like the people who do like the professional studio grade productions. Um, but it's ne- it was never intended for that, though, either. The MacBook Air is intended to be your college computer kind of a thing, your word processor. It's supposed to your... be light. Exactly. 
the the hardest thing I do on my computer is compile software. Yep. And edit our podcast. There is no reason that I need one of the pro grade computers. Very true. Um, I do like the redesign. Uh, oh, I actually I, did. I meant to say, like, if you were going to get one, what color would you get it in? Because I know my color that I get it in, but I just want to hear your opinion. Of the MacBook Air? Yes. Oh, that's a great question. Um, Hopefully it says the same color as me, because I like this color a lot, and Apple like outdid themselves on it. I wish they'd put it in the MacBook Pro, but that's just me. I think I would get the, probably the Midnight. Ah, oh, yes! That's the one I would get, because it has like a hint of blue in it. Like it has like yeah. a navyish blue in it. Yeah, I like it. I was I was debating between probably um, silver or or midnight blue. I Just, think the midnight would be cool, and you would have MagSafe again, which I would be jealous of because I I was so angry at myself because I bought an M1 Pro like what you did um, right before the other Pros came out with the 1460. I was never going to pay two thousand dollars for it. Right. Well, and that's just it. Like I said earlier, there's nothing that I really do on my computer that warrants needing one of the pro-grade computers. Now, obviously, I would love to have a 14 or a 16-inch um, screen size because that would be awesome. I'm not always sitting at my desk here where I have my ultra-wide monitor. Um, I am on the road quite a bit. I do do uh, development. I do do shut up. I do, did do do. <laughs> I I do development work on the road. I take my computer everywhere. There's a reason I have a laptop and a docking station. Um, I don't have a desktop computer anymore. I mean, I have one that's down here that I use for like grunt work tasks or on the off times that I'm like gaming or something. Which even that is few and far between anymore. Anyways. I, my primary computer is a laptop that gets plugged into a docking station with my ultrawide plugged into it. There's, there's, I would love, like I said, I would love to have, I totally got derailed there for a second. I would love to have a 16 inch MacBook Pro just for the screen size. If they made the MacBook Air with even a 15 inch or even a 14 inch screen size, I would be in heaven. I would, I would honestly, that would be my computer. Um, cause what the, the M2 MacBook Air, uh, redesign has what it's a 13.6 inch display, liquid retina display, 1080p FaceTime camera, of course, MagSafe, uh, two Thunderbolt four ports, uh, magic keyboard with touch ID, yep. a force touch trackpad and a 35 watt dual USB-C port compact power adapter. Right. So, and that, all that, if you would want. 8 gigs of storage. I mean, it's 8 gigs or 8 gigs of storage. Woo! 8 gigs of RAM. You actually can't get 16. It's only 8. Um, which I have 8 in my MacBook Pro and it's been just fine. Uh, but for 256 gigs of storage, you get $1,200. 512, I think it ups another 200, so it's $1,500. So I think the variant that I would buy um, would come out to be $1,600. That is... Oh, they do have an option for memory. Yeah, yes, you do. I I would do probably just the eight core, you know, base model M2. I don't need, uh, you know, all the GPU fun stuff. I very rarely edit video. It's not a you know not a big deal for me. I would upgrade the RAM to sixteen gigs. Um, 
and I would upgrade to the 512 gig SSD. Uh, and that puts me at $1,600. Yeah. Um, also a, a free upgrade. Instead of giving you the 35 watt dual USB-C, uh, you can just go with the one port USB-C that's 67 watts. And that's a no price. Uh, that's a no price upgrade. So um, there's no price. Yeah, that there, adds, so. it adds 20 bucks to the price of the computer. Not a, oh, does it really? not a big deal. Oh, for mine, I went on the 512 gig version and updated it there and it didn't do a price. It's not doing a price thing. Maybe that's just a, a glitch on the website for me. But uh, I um, think I do remember actually seeing some sort of a on the MacBook Air. Let's see, M2 chip. If you, yeah, if you select the, the 10 core GPU option, the one that bases mm-hmm. at $1,500, they uh, upgrade your power supply to the 35 watt adapter for free. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm sure it's not free. I'm sure you're paying for it somewhere, but... But that's the thing, too. Like, versus the MacBook Pro, which is still pretty light, the MacBook Air is only 2.7 pounds. Right. So it's it's super light. So, which I think my iPad first generation is more... It's heavy. It's more heavy than that. So we've come a long way. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, so, yeah, just, to, you know... To make a long story longer, I think if I were to, if I were to buy a computer today, it would probably be yep. the M2 MacBook Air, ah. just because it's got the new, it's got the new body style, which I think is super awesome. Oh um, yeah, and and like I said, my computer doesn't even break a sweat the way it sits, and I've got you know your base model M1 MacBook Pro with eight gigs of RAM and 512 gigs of storage. It's nothing special, and it doesn't break a sweat at anything I throw at it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really have come a long way. Um, sure, let's do this topic, um, which is our throwback tech topic. Uh, Windows, old versions. Um, we're going to make this short this time because I know last week's uh, tech topic went pretty long. Uh, so what's the best Windows version in your mind and why? Windows 7. Ah, explain. Uh, okay, hold on. I shouldn't answer that so fast. Windows 7 or Windows XP? Um, XP, it was light. It it didn't have windows Vista had all of the, the arrow like glass bloat crap on top of it. Um, and, and honestly, windows Vista being, uh, um, uh, performing as bad as it did really wasn't Microsoft's fault. Um, it was the OEMs who were under specking computers um when they would you know ship them out as compatible with windows vista blah 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 blah. windows vista did require a lot more graphic power because of all of the new cool things like the arrow theme all of that it required more graphic compute um and that's just you know it was a fact of the it was a fact of nature and oems weren't weren't taking that into serious account uh so computers like your low-end computers that got released with vista operated just they performed absolutely poorly. Um, Windows XP didn't have that. There was nothing really special about its UI. It it was the OS that kind of brought us into the the internet age. Um, I you know you could you had internet on you know Windows ninety eight and Windows two thousand. Um, I'm gonna have to cut that little thumb pop out. I just dumped my thumb <laughs> onto my uh, onto my mic. Dunk. But Windows XP was really, I guess, the OS that brought us into. <coughs> Cut that part out too. Yep. 
<laughs> Windows XP was the operating system that brought us into the internet age. Um, it's, I used it for many, many years. Hell, I even used it years after uh, it was end of life. Um, it was all around as a solid operating system, in my opinion. Uh, I say 7 as well, uh, because I really don't know why I say 7 as well. I, it seemed lighter than Vista was. Uh, but that could just be because by that time we had computers that could handle the graphic intensity that was Windows Vista. Um, we all know 8 was a steaming pile of garbage. And 10, it's, what can we say? It's 10. It's all right. I eh, I just prefer, combined, the, I prefer the way 7 acted. I was going to say, it kind of combined the ways of Windows 7 with Windows 8. It wasn't really. Yep. 7 and 8 don't add up to 10. Let me just tell you that right now, Microsoft. Um, well, I really want to know what happened to Windows Nine. We don't talk about that. That's when the uh, that's when Bill Gates shows up in the black helicopters and stuff, and the black SUVs, and they shoot you with a sleep dart as we're recording. And yeah, oh, hey, and look, the there's whole... somebody outside my window. Was that? It? Oh, it was a bit. Ah, ha 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 ha. Okay, <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> oh, he's gone now. Um, I guess I had to agree. Um, Windows XP. I used a lot. Was It wasn't really my favorite. My true favorite was Windows 7. I guess it was just because I was in the computer club back in high school. So I, I dealt with a lot with installing Windows 7, uh, configuring Windows 7. And I just knew where everything was. I It was just so easy for me to find something and for me to do something. And it seems like applications just ran better. I don't know. Um, dealing a lot with Windows 10 these days, it's just like it's a lot of like trying to poke around and trying to find things. And even then you have the option to go into the same menu. That's windows seven. It just takes extra steps to get there. Like, like instead of a, a like printer, like device devices that like were like printers and stuff that's disguised by printers and scanners. But when you scroll to the bottom, there's an option to go to um, device manager or, or any other devices that would um, print or scan or anything like that. Or like, um, uh, network and sharing center that's been hidden by just by your network settings in windows 10 but on the bottom there is a button that takes you to network and sharing center and allow you to change the adapter settings and stuff like that it's just windows 10 is really just stole a lot from windows 7 and that's why i kind of like it but man would it it would be nice to go back to windows 7 again but i know we can't because it's a thing of the past when was the last time you used windows vista Vista. Um, I think that was when back we were back in college. I installed a copy. I I don't think I've used Windows Vista since. Oh goodness, I don't think I've used Windows Vista since we lived on the state line, and that I was think the, two thousand. It was two thousand eight when we moved. Yeah, I think for me, last time I used Windows that was fourteen XP. years ago. Oh my god. He's having a realization moment. Um, well, he's well. That's happening. Uh, last time I used Windows XP, however, was actually rather recently. Um, I think yeah, one of agreed. my machines that one of the machines that I have around here run Windows XP, and I fire it up now and again just to yeah. One experience of the, one of the CNC controllers we have at the office. It's an air gapped computer. Before you get all up in my grill about using end of life software, you don't want to know what some of our other PLCs use. Um, Windows ninety eight. No, God, no! It's worse than that. Ninety-five. Uh, DOS. See. I've got. They use DOS. I've got one PLC that runs 
one that runs 98, two that runs seven embedded. I mean, that's not terrible. I've got two tickets to paradise. Okay, sorry. And yeah, all the other ones still run DOS. But 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 again, these are machines that are not accessible. Yeah, they're air gap machines. All we 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 load uh, their their part programs up from internal storage, um, and literally the only thing they do is communicate with servo drives. Yep. So, so before people freak out, um, but yeah, I I mean there are some good ones out there, but man, were there some bad ones? Windows tends to get a couple wrong before they can get one right. So, have they still gotten one right? I still haven't used eleven yet. I'm. I have. This is an all Mac household now. Emily and I both have Macs. We don't. The only I have one Windows. Uh, nope. I take that back. I have two Windows machines. One of them is the desktop that's down there, um, that I seldom use for gaming, and the other one is our backup and replication server for our network. Yeah. Everything so, else mean... in this house has been moved over to Linux or Mac OS, and I'm not looking back. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you, man. I'm not looking back. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat with you. Um, I've tested Windows 11, and literally when I tested it, it was hot garbage. Like, it was... I don't like it. I don't... It's trying to be too much like macOS. Like, and it's, it's like, frustrating to change all these settings and stuff. And just to think that we have to go to this, being in the IT group, we have to eventually upgrade to this because businesses will have to use it. Because Windows 10 already has a set end of life, I think, of... 2024 hang on let me confirm that life yes uh it's uh my mistake it is actually october 14th 2025 so three years from now everybody has to be moved over to windows 11 so (sighs) yay so much fun i love windows it's great Okay, uh, to end on that fun note with Windows, um, that is our show for this week. Yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. That will be Tuesday the 20th. Uh, we should be back at our regular 7.30. All right. See you next time. Do you have a post show in mind? Uh, it rained a lot. <laughs> it did? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Ooh! I finally went to that thrift store that we've been talking about. You went so to St. Vinny's? I did. Did you get anything good? I I actually did. Um the location that I went to was actually it was more in the area, you know, that industrial area that was near the library. Uh yeah, isn't St. Vinny's kinda by um uh uh Green Bay packaging? Yeah. So I went there and I walk in and I'm just like, oh man, this looks actually pretty like a pretty big store. I'm looking around. I look in the glass case. There sits two GameCube games that I've wanted for a while: Super Mario Golf, and then uh, Shrek Two. Really? Don't ask me about Shrek Two. <laughs> I just I remember playing it as a, at a friend's birthday party, and that just stuck with me. Um, the thing is though, with video games, especially the rare ones, they know how rare they are, so they actually look at eBay pricing and they actually come out with a a fairly decent price uh mario golf was i think 30 bucks which actually that's a pretty good price it was going for like 35 or so and shrek 2 was actually a great price just the disc alone on ebay was going for 10 dollars, and that's how much they wanted for the whole game with the case and stuff and and there was no scratches on the back i looked at all of them the thing about that though is that it was very trusting like i asked the lady if she could unlock the cabinet and she said it was open 
and I just got I get to walk around and like grab the game and take a look at it. I mean, oh. of course there's cam there's cameras watching you, but they they I looked at the games and then I thought about it, so I put it back in the case and I'm like, oh, I'll go walk around. I walked around some more. I know you would have if you guys weren't away, I would have called you on this. There was a grandfather clock, like a full full standing grandfather clock with the weights in it. It was in beautiful shape for 150 bucks. It looked brand new. Wow. And you can't find them for that. No. Like I no. was like I was just like, man, I don't need this, but wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> but I walked around uh, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool furniture. Um, and honestly, the place was well organized and I went through. Uh, the other thing that I picked up and I saw it was kind of in like the random section. Like they had just an aisle of just random stuff where they didn't know whether to put it in electronics or uh, in, in any other part. It was an Apple Airport Extreme. Uh, fifth generation, still in the box. Like it was just it was sitting there. And I went up to it and I'm just like, man, this probably, since it's Apple, they're probably going to think it's like worth a lot of money or something. It was $8. Did you buy it? I did. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I I bought it because it it looks so clean. And then the remote that used to come with those was still in its plastic sleeve, and all the software was still sealed. It was it was still in its like um, disposable wrapper. Is that the so. one that you could use that you can use as an AirPlay uh, endpoint? Yes, cool. and it also has a USB port on the back, which is pretty cool. I was looking on eBay too, and they were going for like twenty bucks in the box. So, I don't know. The hoarder instinct in me took over and decided to buy it. Uh, <laughs> another few cool things that were there were actually some bowling balls. Like I was actually looking at bowling balls. I don't go bowling much, but when I would, I would like to have my own ball. Yeah. But um, it it was just more like eh, I don't really need one. Uh. But I picked up an airport extreme because that's what I needed. But I have to say, if anybody's in the area and they would want to go just for a cool experience and to find maybe some cool stuff, I would recommend going. Like I even was thinking about someone, I don't know who this was, but there was random hubcaps on the ground or on the bottom of the shelf. And I picked them up and I'm like, oh, these are hubcaps to older vehicles. I spin one around. It's a clock. Someone drilled a hole in the middle, put the motor in there, marked the letters all the way around. Like, very nice, too. It looked professionally made. And it was a clock. And I was just like, man, you just don't see this stuff. Like, same thing with those GameCube games. You don't see this stuff at Goodwill because they just put it on their auction website. Right. There, I actually got the experience of finding it and buying it, which was, it was awesome. So. Yeah. I guess about, about me. How about you? Uh, I... Did you order a four-post rack for the house? No, I did not. What? Money just is... Like... Money's tight. Money is money. So, I guess people listen in and tune in next week. Yep, we'll see you next week, the 20th at 7.30. All right, woo!